All right, we're ready. All right. Hello, guys, and welcome to The Villain's Room. This is our first episode of our podcast. I'm here with a guest, Tanai Clark. Hopefully, she could be my co-host. I'm really hoping on it, but <laughs> it's going to take some time. Um, today, we have a lot to talk about. Um, and one thing I'm actually... <laughs> actually, one thing that came up this morning was... Um, in my feed, my news feed was uh, Steve Harvey and this rumor of that his wife's been cheating with the bodyguard and the um, uh, chef, apparently. And I found that <laughs> quite interesting. It's kind of messed up because I'm, I'm like, all right, like, is this true or not? And then I go on YouTube and I like find like a whole bunch of videos of people saying that his wife is uh being a 304 out here um with the chef and the bodyguard and there's some videos basically saying hey this is not true this is false and i'm like you guys are playing way too much and that actually hurts more people than do good because let's be let's be real here humans are naturally negative creatures like if the lie is more what is a entertaining than the truth nobody really gives a damn about the truth anymore so i i don't know tonight what you think about that like (laughs) um i'm not too sure about that i am a believer of staying out of people's businesses so you know i just kind of stick to my own on that (laughs) no i'm with you on that i don't know i I don't know it just drives me insane it's because like i feel like a lot of like people have been affected because of you know um people just putting out false information out there and like i feel like like the news media like washington like washington post or like you know other like uh big news names like they they like that stuff because they know that's that's gonna bring them press and so it's just I know it's just a nasty game and it kind of pisses me off. Like I'm neutral. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's truth. I don't know if it's the um I don't know if it's a lie. All I just know is that the red pill space is definitely gonna eat this up and just go with the um and just go with the uh wife's just been cheating and doing what he needs to do and then kind of throwing out Steve Harvey's name in the mud. <laughs> it's it's nasty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of things going on over there tonight. I do. I do. <laughs> but back on the Steve Harvey thing, I think it's sad that they use people's lives for entertainment. Absolutely. And it's sad that that's what sells instead of other things like financial literacy. <laughs> I think people should be researching that topic a little more and not worry about what Steve Harvey and his wife is doing. <laughs> I do agree. I do agree. Yeah, I, I think financial, let's talk about financial literacy then. So let's actually talk about our upbringing. Like, what did your like parents say to you about saving money and getting a good credit score and things of that sort? Yeah, so they said, well, my mom and dad said two different things. Um, My mom said, you know, you should always save your money in the bank. 
you should always make budgets. And she did her budgets on spreadsheets and she still does her budgets on spreadsheets. And every morning she checks all of her credit cards, her accounts, and she makes sure she's on budget. So that's what I learned from my mom. So now I also make spreadsheets. I've ventured out to all of the useful apps and um, I'm trying to make my own um, um, thing through coding, which would be nice. So it would be like specialized just to me. Um, And I think my dad was more of an old fashioned type of person where he didn't take out any loans. Um, He just dealt with cash and they they just were both big on saving. Mm. I could see how saving would be considered a good tactic. But I think that the banks have changed so much that saving is just not enough. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I feel like you have to invest in something. You have to do a little bit of real estate. You have to figure out something that becomes an asset to you. And over time, that becomes profitable. So I think that's the, like the main reason why the real, est- real estate game has um, become such a big thing now in our age is because of that situation. People are starting to figure that out for themselves. Um, but when I was growing up, like my mom and dad basically just told me to save. And like they didn't, they didn't really tell me they had a spreadsheet they really didn't tell me anything about finances so much. Um, just save, 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 save. And I'm like, okay, like save, that's it. Like that's how simple life is. I just got to save and I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, it was simple for them back then because that's probably all they have to do is save. But we're living in such a different age. Like the internet is right there, first of all. You can do most mm-hmm. things in the palm of your hand on a phone. Um, You could research stock options. They didn't have that option back then. And back then they lived in a different world, different housing market, Um, just everything was different. So I don't think that we can use the same things that they taught us Mm. this day and age. True. Yeah, so I don't really blame my parents for um, not teaching me more about the financial aspect of things and how really it is because like you said before it's it changed over time um but it's kind of a nasty you know growing pain because as you get older you realize how much you have to make sure that your finances are in order and it becomes a big part of your life um even so much that it does affect relationships as well (laughs) which is unfortunate um one thing that my mom and father also used to say is that um that you know college i used to pay off you know i used i got my house at this time this age and then and then that they will always tell me that you know like they will always tell me the 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 bs and then they talk about college like college is not that bad i'm like are you kidding me do you know how much college like how like expensive it got how ridiculous it got over time like i was just like do do they really understand what's going on right now with today's world it, it's not the same it's not the same at all um, the cost these days is just outrageous 
like uh, it's and then you end up paying for that for like 15 to 30 years and that that's solely that's and the crazy part about that it's highly reliant on like the your passion that you had like if you go to school for a job that caps you at like 60,000 50,000 and then you in debt for 100,000 150 200,000 then like it, it's a trap <laughs> I, I definitely do think it's a scam so it says that since 1980 the price has increased 175 percent for college jesus 175 percent since 1980 that's crazy and how about inflation how much inflation did we do you know that as well let me see Because th- that tells me all I need. If we figure out the inflation, you figure out the college percentage. Then it's just like, all right. If college is obviously higher, then <laughs> we're getting played real hard. Historical <laughs> yeah. rates. They don't have a percentage for inflation. I see. But hasn't it been going up with like a 7 to like 3% or something like that? each year or something of that sort I'm, I'm just trying to figure this information out but either way I've, college definitely has like <laughs> went past inflation <laughs> yeah well, it's uh, a ridiculous amount <laughs> that's insane um, I remember I was going through reddit and I seen this one post and this guy was saying um, that um <laughs> That his grandfather was it his grandfather or his father was like, I only spent like three hundred something dollars on per class or something like that or two hundred per class, and like, <laughs> and I'm saying they're like, oh damn, I wish that was a thing. I was paying when I went to community college, I was paying out of pocket, and it was like five hundred to like seven fifty, I believe per class, and I was working security at that time i was making for my age at that point was like a decent amount it was like 20 something it was a 2018 dollars which was pretty good for my age group but um yeah like (laughs) i i i just uh, like come on come on pops you should know better (laughs) things can change in 30 years and 10 years it's just not the same we have to adapt I agree. I agree. Um, I, I I also remember like my parents villainizing credit cards as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they also told me it's like don't get a credit card. Um, it's too risky. And what I'm hearing now is that my parents didn't quite understand how credit cards work because you could use credit cards to your advantage. You just gotta know. You just, know, you just gotta know the sweet spot so you don't get taken advantage of by the banks I feel like because building credit is important like building credit is um, essential for getting loans is essential for getting better credit cards with different with better opportunities and better benefits and it's also good for like buying cars um, buying houses um, I believe the, the um, apartments people who like um, home not homeowners, but um, I think it's important as well for like if you try to get an apartment, things of that sort, to look at that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, 
I know uh, I know a lot of us, especially in the black community, they probably share uh, could share a similar story where their parents were demonizing credit. Um, but credit is the game. So like it's good to understand how it works, um, how to better yourself, get a credit card if you can. Um, just make sure that you do your research before getting a credit card. Do not just jump in and just get a credit card just for the hell of it. Um, and uh, yeah, just look at your options ultimately. So, what do you think about that tonight? Yeah, I was also tar- taught that credit cards were the root of all evil. one. <laughs> 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 Um, but I, I feel like if you have self-control, if you do your research, like you said, um, a credit card could work to your advantage. And if you pay your monthly bill off completely instead of the minimum, I, I feel like that helps a lot, too. Definitely. I always try not to buy, um, pay the minimum. I always try to go for, you know, I always go for like at least double my payment. I at least try or I pay it all at once. Um but yeah, um, this is actually an interesting uh, stat um, from Bankrate um, survey, mm-hmm. and uh, what they've um, looked at is that forty percent of Black Americans say they do not have any personal credit cards, compared to twenty-one percent of White Americans and twenty-six percent of Hispanic Americans, and um, it, it kind of supports what we've been kind of saying that um, that how the black community and some parents would kind of demonize these credit cards and that's the game the game is the credit card game but again do your research make sure you understand everything that goes into a credit card and then try to find the one that is best for you um but what do you think about that stat i, I was kind of completely shocked but it's almost doubled yeah, I've never heard of it. I think it sounds interesting. And um, yeah, I'm not sure why that is. But, you know, living in America, you do need credit because, you know, well, you don't need credit. I'm going to take that back. You don't need credit. But a lot of the um, systems are based on credit, like getting a house, like you said. I feel like that's that's a huge one. Um, business credit, if you want to start a business, um, credit is definitely good to have. Um, I don't know if specifically like it's the credit game and if you have credit and if you have good credit, you're winning in life. I'm not too sure about that part um, because if you can pay things off in cash and still get the same things, then that's amazing. But most people are not able to pay for a whole house you know put the 200 and something thousand dollars down for a house or 400 and something thousand dollars down for a house so very true i also kind of what kind of sucks about that too is like when you take out a large sum of cash from the bank especially if you're a person of color you were kind of looked at a certain way as well. So there's definitely some type of like a race component to it as well. Um, like how many stories have you heard of black people, even in, and celebrities, black celebrities going to a bank, taking out a large sum of cash and being questioned like ridiculously about like, where is this money going to or getting certain eye looks or 
Getting the police called on them. I'm sorry, say that one more time. Or getting the police called on them. Absolutely. Yes. So, like, it's like, it it almost feels like you kid when, you know, it's always something. There's always somebody just like looking at you, tilting their head because I think they believe in some of the stereotypes. And when they meet somebody who doesn't fall into that category, it's it's a different type of flag. <laughs> and it's just like, what is going on? Remember, remember the um, I forgot the, the guy's gentleman's name, but um, he went to a bank. He took out a um, took out a certain amount of money. He got the cops called on him. He sued the bank, got more money for that. Then he went to another <laughs> bank, and it happened again. And then he sued the other bank. <laughs> And that's what we need to do now. It's just sue. <laughs> Something will change. My man found a loophole. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm honestly curious on like how much money he made out of those two cases because that's incredible. <laughs> what is that? Black privilege? <laughs> Oh, no, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Every time I, I come across that story or somebody mentions it, it, it just cracks me up all the time. That is just that is pure beauty. That's pure essence right there. That's just everything I need to know. That puts me in a good mood. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's something wrong with me. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I I think what contributes to that status well is um. Maybe I'm not 100% sure, but the fact that you know our parents said that credit cards are the devil and things that so that has to go back to something in our history where we've been taken advantage of, you know, um, as a race more so, right? Because like that does not come out of nowhere, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> it, it goes back to it, it goes back to. Um, after slavery, right after slavery, um, mm. you know how they kept the black people on the farm. They gave them a chance to go, but you know they if they stayed on the farm, they would have to work for a small amount of money, and all the money that they worked for would go into housing and food. So they would keep them in that trap and say, "Oh, you owe me for this, you owe me for that," and they essentially would have to stay on the plantations, on the farms, and mm. it, it would be an endless cycle. Also, in the 50s and 60s, um, when Black families would go to buy a house or take out a loan, they were discriminated against. Mm. Um, you know, never mind credit cards, I'm, I'm sure um, they wouldn't let them do that, but there's just been a history of when black people want to take out credit, either they were given the short end of the stick, a really bad deal, or they couldn't do it at all. That's very true. That's very true. And I think um, at one point in time when banks were, you know, trying to, how would I say, were trying to come up, they would purposely go to these, like, um, go to places where there's a lot of black people or people or minorities and they would like advertise 
their bank and tell them which like what like this is good this is a good opportunity for you or kind of put them in the trap because that was the way of doing advertisement back then you go door to door you would kind of represent yourself and say hey you know this is this is a bank she tried out this great deals this this, this great options and in reality it it's not and plus um money finances in general were new to us as well because we never we were if you're going back to slavery times and after slavery like that that's all that was a whole new game for us like we didn't quite understand or have the knowledge of you know uh finances like that we just we're just starting to come up we're starting to develop ourselves we're trying to pick ourselves up um that's that's very nasty <sighs> especially the red lining piece um uh, it's it's interesting how banks would off, uh, also purposely um, put like um, minorities and uh, of course African Americans in this one area and redline them from having certain opportunities with the banks, and so you were literally starting. How would you say? Um, <laughs> you're already starting from the bottom because it's just like you don't have the opportunities, don't have the knowledge. Everything's against you. Like in order for you to become educated on that, you would have to go out of your way to do it, right? And even then, you're still faced with probably some racism, some, um, how would I say, um, of course, some lying as well. Um, it's it's a stressful game. It's a really truly stressful game. I, I honestly don't know. I don't even know how it's like to be back in those days. I, I could just assume that it's very. Uh, stressful Absolutely. very stressful um oh man tonight i hmm, every time i think about this it always gets me heated because i'm just like damn they really they really were fucking with us <laughs> in the wrong way mm. so what, how do you feel about that and um the banks and how corrupt they are um you know I think it stinks. There are a lot of programs and opportunities out there. But um, what I have found is that they are only, like you said, in certain states and maybe not in my area. There's a limited amount of spots. Um, so I, I feel like the internet is out there. <clears throat> Access to information is out there. And... Um, you know, this is a new generation. I feel like it's not like when our parents were young. There's there's easy ways to access information and to get ahead. Mm. Just think that we should use it. I agree with you. We do have a lot of access today that we didn't have in the past. I think we should. Um, I think it's good to utilize the Internet to get what we need. Um so and i think our community is I, I think i think we i think we are yeah i think we definitely are i think we're definitely understanding money more um but we we are still behind but i think we are gradually catching up um so uh, it's, it's like we, we are definitely doing something about it and i like progress 
and i do want to appreciate of course our community for doing some of the research that they need to do because again when your parents are saying this and that and it's different now than it was before mm-hmm. it, it's you have to also undo some of your programming um so hey if you guys want to know more about financial literacy go and get it the internet is right there you got a smartphone you got something called google you have all these things in your hands iphone android whatever even go to a dang library if you don't have that access like there's, there's so much information out there for us um and so let's actually kind of let's actually try to be one of the highest um races with the highest credit scores <laughs> let's try to aim for that uh, shoot man I, I would like to at least be asians who have like at least the average credit score at 728 that's kind of crazy <laughs> <laughs> I, I want at least to be 750 average for all of us. <laughs> um, let's see here. So tell me tonight. Mm-hmm. What was your first credit card? My first credit card, I believe, was Discover. Discover. Yeah. Sure. Um. Mine was, I, I forgot what I had. I, w- I think it was the Amazon card. Um, if I had Amazon too. <laughs> you have Amazon as well? Yeah. I think that's, that's the only one I really messed with. And I think it was by um, v- Visa? Vista? I don't remember the, the name of it. But um, yeah, so that's like where I started, got introduced into um, the credit world was through Amazon, which is kind of funny. Um, before then, I, I had I still had that same mindset that uh, that credit cards were bad, but I just took a, a leap of faith and got a credit card to see what this is about. Um, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Um, another thing, you got to tell me tonight. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever come across? let's say like getting a loan or getting a car where your credit score was you know pretty much reliant on and you realize that you'd probably need to get your credit score up or anything like that absolutely absolutely Mm. i had bad credit Mm. at one point in my life um it was because of my student loans Um, It was because of my student loans. And with credit, if you have a negative mark, let's say you didn't pay for a month, they give you a negative mark. And that negative mark does not come off your credit report for seven years. Wow. Yes. And um, I I believe the negative marks are worth 30% of your credit score. So it can really bring it down. So um, for my car, um, I wanted to take out a loan to um, repair my um, credit. Um, I ended up paying 90% of the car and putting the rest on credit so I could build my credit. But um, I didn't have a proper understanding of how credit worked and how long it would take to build and that seven year rule. 
Um, so it, it took me a while to build my credit, but I'm finally, it's finally up there. Mm, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, it's, it's definitely trial and error. Yeah. I think my first bad experience was it wasn't necessarily like a credit card. It was just the banks. <laughs> I think I was like, I think uh, 18 or 17 and I had Citizens Bank. And uh, I overdrafted and I realized I overdrafted in my account. And um, what was happening is that um, what I thought originally was that I owed make, uh, Citizens Bank $10. It turned out to be $100 for some reason. So I owed them like $100 when I looked back and I said negative 100 And I was like, what the hell? But not only that is that we put, I put overdraft protection on it at that time before i even like before i even got the card in my hand and so i was trying to figure out like what the hell happened here why i owe the bank 100 dollars why am i why am I, why is my bank account negative 100 right now <laughs> i was so you had no i was so fucking confused i called i called up my mom was like yo what's going on here why owe them money yeah. But uh, that was my my first and last, and I believe I was working at Shaw's at the time, and because Citizens Bank was inside the Shaw's, is the reason why I, I got it. But then it was just like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> that's, uh, maybe that's the that's the reason why I, I truly got it because the accessibility. But I I just I just found that like. At that time, it was kind of eye-opening. I was like, ah, oh, fuck that. And I could probably didn't fuck with, like, any credit card or, like, credit cards because I was just like, if this could happen with a regular debit card, then <laughs> I can't imagine what a credit card would do. Um, <laughs> That's why it's always important to pick the right banks. And just to put out there, Citizens is Black-owned, which is amazing. Um, but you you always have to find the right banking system. I had that same problem with Bank of America, and about four years ago, I said I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm getting a new bank, so I closed my accounts with them, and I picked up Fidelity, and I love Fidelity. Fidelity is not a bad bank at all. Um, I currently have SoFi. Um, uh, the reason why I like SoFi is because they have the highest um, return rate in your savings. So it's like 4% or 4.5%, okay. which is higher than any other bank. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, hey, yo, I'm, I'm picking this. Plus, like you could pretty much do everything on the app, like from like um, getting loans or um, refinancing your uh, student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have like this referral program. And um, you could refer somebody um, to switch to SoFi. You get $75. Or if you refer them for a loan, you get like $1,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it could it could change. The, the, the prices could change, mind you that. It's been some time since I looked at it. But I don't think it really, I don't think it changed that much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I like the SoFi game. Um, Fidelity is, is good. I've heard good reviews from um one of my most trusted um i could call tech guy and uh <laughs> shout out to antoine um he was telling me so many good things to about um um fidelity and especially with stocks and things of that sort so i don't think that's a bad 
um, bank to definitely put all your money in. Um, So I have a brokerage account, which means that you can invest your money. Um, So you could get your paychecks deposited in there. You can choose how much you want to invest in stocks and, you know, get the return. If you do SP 500, you get that 10% return over years. And you can also have a debit card attached to that account, account also. So I think it's the best of both worlds. Oh, nice. I got to check out Fidelity. But I, I, I bought, this is going to be hard for me to just go to Fidelity. <laughs> it yeah. was so far. Just because of the ease of access. Um, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> True, I think I'm learning a lot from you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did I... What else? You what's on? What else is on your mind? You have anything else about the money? Um. Well, we talked about banking. We talked about stocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, financial literacy. What is that to you? Oh, good question. Financial literacy is basically. I'm gonna try to make it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Understanding the ways of money. That that's that's what it means to me. Like um understanding liabilities, understanding assets. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to differentiate. Um like for instance, today's age, unfortunately, cars are liabilities. Um even a house is a liability. Um assets are things that make money for you. So mm-hmm. Whatever you put in, like the real estate, for example. Um, obviously, you have to spend money to make money. But over, um, if you do buy some property and you do pay off whatever you need to pay off, um, eventually that makes money for you. That becomes an asset. That's not no longer in the liability um, as um, realm of things. Um, so I, I also think, yeah, I think it's very important to understand assets and liabilities as well in financial literacy. Um, if you don't, you could put yourself into a um, bad situation. <laughs> um, so if you guys are interested in understanding that, like, again, Google it. There's also a great book. Um, I think it's called What's a Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, that's actually an amazing book. It tells the difference between somebody who is college educated and then know a lot about money. And there's one who is not college educated and knows a lot about money and the differences between the two people. Um, So, yeah, just read. I suggest you read that book because it really was eye opening. I actually started to learn more about the financial game. and I just want to point also point out is that um, the education system doesn't want you to know about money, by the way. There's a reason why there's not a financial literacy course or classes in your high school. Um, and um, it's a it's it's a it's a, again, it's a, it's another game. Right. Because the more you know about money and understanding money, um, the more you could raise up the more you could do more for yourselves. And I think the people up top understood that. And so what they do is that um, they kind of block you from knowing that information. So they, so you guys remain on the bottom and not understand what's going on. Um, In a way, it's kind of, it's it's, it's classism in a way, if you think about it, you know, 
it, it's it's again it's <laughs> the, the more they could keep you dumb the more they could control you right <laughs> um so i honestly again guys check that out if you haven't i really recommend it good read and please understand find what financial literacy is for you um how about you uh tonight what you think about financial literacy um well like you said i never took a high school class on financial literacy it wasn't mandatory i think some states now are trying to make it mandatory which i think is amazing um but again with we're in the information era so i think that we can just get on the internet and ourselves um resources that our parents did not have our grandparents did not have they're just right there in the palm of our hand so we could absolutely look that up another person that i have been listening to is dave ramsey um he teaches you about money and if you are in debt he teaches you about the steps to get out of debt so if you're not starting from a clean slate in high school you already have your debt your student loans he teaches you small steps to get out of debt and how to handle your money and manage your money and then after you know your debt is gone after you're making a little bit of money you have a little extra money that's when you start to invest um yeah so you start to invest not just save your money in regular bank accounts um, invest your money so it can grow uh, way more than it would be a regular savings account. Mm. Hmm. And I, I never heard of him. Was he on Shark Tank or something like that? He is not. No, no. Dave Ramsey is just somebody who preaches financial literacy. Hmm. Interesting. Because there was another. Um, I forgot his name, but there was an African American who was on um, the Shark Tank, and I think he also like supports a lot of like black businesses. Um, I forgot his, what his name was, but I know he's definitely making the impact in the space because I think I've seen like a reality show where um, I, I think it was uh, something with tattooing, and he was there and he was trying to support like the tattoo business in New York. Um, so uh, like, uh, shout out to him as well. Whoever could tell me the name, David John, Damon John, Damon John. Okay, yes, Damon John. That's him. (laughs) Yo, shout out to him though, because he's definitely, um, making a lot of us, especially uh, young black men and women, understand um, finances and he's supporting us as well. So, shout out to him as well. Um, yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about today, but finances, I think my brain blew up or grown bigger. Not too sure. Um, So what do you think about today's uh, episode? Uh, I think it was great. (laughs) I think it was great as well. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we're going to end the pod. uh, Unfortunately, right here, 40 minutes. And uh, hopefully we get one out to you, another episode out to you, uh, hopefully next week or so. All right. Take care, guys. Peace out.